Well, hello, Andre here. Welcome to yet another episode of the Daily. This episode is for the twenty third of April, Thursday, and uh, many of you <laughs> at this point might be going through some withdrawal symptoms, going cold turkey from a lack of sugar, from a lack of bubble tea. Uh, I pray grace and grace and grace over you, uh, even as you go through your withdrawal. And uh, might be controversial, but I pray for some of you that you uh, will kick the habit that is bubble tea. It's way too much sugar, in my opinion. Uh, but that's just Andre's personal thoughts. And so I hope you have not turned off the podcast yet. Uh, let's get started. Well, I was having a conversation with a few uh, of. The guys in our church, and we're just sharing about how uh, this season has been, how uh, being at home, uh, working from home, and adjusting to uh, new routines, or just an overall lack of mobility and quote-unquote freedom, and how it has been uh, in our hearts and our souls, in our minds, how our spiritual walks has been in this time, and a word that has come up. Uh, repeatedly in my conversations with people with even other christians from other churches is the word uh restless uh many would say that uh, they feel a sense of restlessness uh in their hearts now the dictionary describes the word restlessness as the inability to rest or relax as a result of anxiety or boredom uh, which uh, many of you are going through either one or you toggle between both uh, this climate that we're in is a mix of uh, anxiousness of panic of fear but it's also one of boredom where we have been conditioned to crave to long for entertainment to long for various options to keep ourselves occupied all of a sudden all these things have been pulled away or have begun to lose its appeal. Netflix has honestly lost its appeal uh, for me already. Uh, and we're entering into this uh, state, this place of boredom, which might not necessarily be a bad thing. It's an experience that uh, many of us who grew up in the world pre-smartphone would uh, be well acquainted with uh, this sense of boredom, this sense of not knowing what to do, uh, not having anything to occupy our attentions with, and that being the birthplace of creativity, of daydreaming, of new ideas, uh, and it's a real fun place to be in. You know, it's tough. It's not fun for the most part, but um, in life, I've discovered that hard, challenging things times and moments if routed rightly if approached with the right perspective can be real significant opportunities for growth for maturity for development for innovation and i think man what a time to be living in when we are exposed to boredom once again when entertainment has slowly beginning to lose its appeal perhaps this is a birthplace of innovation and i would go even further to say spiritual depth now even as i ponder about the state of my own heart, my own soul, and the state of the souls of many of my friends, this sense of restlessness that we feel within our hearts. I'm reminded of this ancient quote from Augustine of Hippo, and he says this, that you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find its rest in you. 
What a line, what a quote, and isn't that so true that our hearts are restless, are always seeking for some sense of fulfillment and satisfaction, and we often look at things, at opportunities, at accolades and acclaims to find that kind of satisfaction, to scratch that infinite itch, if you would, but our hearts are restless until they find its rest in God. And C.S. Lewis picks up on this idea where he says this, that creatures are not born with desires unless satisfaction for those desires exists. And he says this, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. And perhaps in this time of discomfort and restlessness, it serves as a deep, reminder that we were made for another world, that we were made for this pursuit of God, to find Him, to seek Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to find that elusive satisfaction, joy, peace, and fulfillment that many around us in the world are looking for in money, in acclaim, in opportunity. But as believers, as Christians, we know that the true fountain of satisfaction, the true source of joy and deep fulfillment is only found in our God. Now, most of us will be familiar with Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. It's a really popular verse amongst uh, Christians for a good reason. Some of you might have it tattooed on your wrist or you might have it plastered uh, on your balls, in your cars. It's a great verse. It goes, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, this is a verse full of promise that has brought such hope, such solace, such peace to believers all around the world. And this is a verse full of hope and promise. It's astounding in many ways that the God of the universe would have a plan for my life. But, you know, in many ways, I find that it's so sad that when people read this text or read through uh, this uh, chunk of scripture, they would just stop at verse 11. They will highlight it like crazy. Yes, Lord, Jeremiah 29, 11, that is the verse. That is the, the verse of promise, of hope. But I personally think that the next three verses contain within them a far more outrageous promise. And let me read to you the next few verses in Jeremiah chapter 29, starting from verse 12. It says this, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me, and when you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Now, isn't that a staggering promise of Scripture that when we pray, when we lift up petitions and lift up our worries and our anxieties, we have a God, a Lord who hears our prayers. That when we pray, we are not just performing some kind of magical incantation. We are not reciting some form of spiritual formula that yields a certain result. But when we pray, we are speaking to a God, a divine being, who is so 
interested and intimately involved in every area of our lives, that he wants to listen. And so when we pray, God listens. He is not like, you know, that scene from Bruce Almighty. He just checks off his emails and go answered, no answer, answer, no answer. He listens like a close personal friend to our pain, our worry, our anxieties, our petitions. And it goes on further in that verse to say that when we seek him, we will find him. Just think about that. The God of the universe, the God who created all things, everything that we have today, everything that we see around us, even the air that we're breathing, the ground that we're standing on, the gravity that holds us down. It is that God, that divine being that created all these things. And that God wants to be found, wants wants to be discovered by us. And he does so through our seeking. And I wonder how many of us have actually let that reality sit deep within our hearts. Because if we truly understood just the sheer outrageousness of this promise, just the great privilege that we have been offered that was so uh, longed for and sought after by men of old, perhaps you would take this invitation with utmost seriousness and consideration to actually seek him and to find him. You know, I picked up a old book uh, in recent days and it's a book by a theologian uh, named A.W. Tozer and he wrote a book uh, titled The Pursuit of God. Now this book is remarkable in many ways. Uh, It is incredibly deep. Uh, profound yet um, speaks directly into your heart and so it's not uber duper heady and intellectual such that it goes over your head but it cuts you deep uh, in your heart Uh, and Toza actually wrote this book this treasure that uh, many would say have completely changed and transformed their lives Toza wrote this book on a train trip from Chicago to Texas in the late 1940s in one sitting. He wrote it all night, and when the train arrived at his destination, the rough draft was already done. Now, when you read the book, you would be utterly amazed that this man, Toza, would <laughs> could actually write a book like that in one sitting. And I trust that it was divine, it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And I think this book is going for really cheap on uh, Amazon right now, so I encourage you to pick it up. Uh, And I think it will make for a good read even in this time. And uh, you don't have to get too far into the book to be completely whacked by some of uh, Todza's statements. Uh, Pretty early on in the book, Todza makes his observation of the spiritual climate of his day. He says this in the book, I want deliberately to encourage this mighty longing after God. The lack of it has brought us to our present low estate. The stiff and wooden quality about our religious lives is a result of our lack of holy desire. And then he says this, Complacency is a deadly foe of all spiritual growth. Acute desire must be present or there will be no manifestation of Christ to his people. He waits to be wanted. Too bad that with many of us, He waits so long, so very long, in vain. Now these words were penned in 1940, pre-iPhone, 
pre-digital distraction, pre-Netflix, pre-copious amounts of entertainment options. And he writes that complacency is a deadly foe of all spiritual growth and that God waits to be wanted. And too bad that he often waits so long, so very long in vain. Now, for many of us, we can describe what a pursuit of God ought to look like. It might look like going for more prayer meetings, reading more books, spending more time in deep prayer, in deep contemplation, in seeking after God. But I'm also reminded through my reading of scripture and through reading this book that it isn't just us who pursues God. God, in many ways, is pursuing us because we pursue God only because he has first put a desire and urge within us that spurs us onto that pursuit. I'm reminded of Jesus' words in John chapter 6. He says this, that no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. Now that is the word of scripture and it is God who is the originator of this holy pursuit. We think that we are the ones chasing after him, but in many ways we are just simply responding to his holy beckoning, to the summons of his spirit. When we seek him, we shall surely find him because he wants to be found. He wants to meet with you and I, to satisfy the desire of our hearts, to bring us into a place of deep fulfillment and satisfaction that can only be found in Him. He is waiting to be found by you. And perhaps in this time where we are feeling this sense of restlessness emerging in our hearts, perhaps it's not an opportunity for us to do more, to buy more, accumulate more, all in an attempt to scratch that itch. But perhaps this restlessness that we feel in our hearts, it is the pursuit of God. It is God pursuing you by awakening in you a holy desire that comes in the form of dissatisfaction and a restlessness that is your soul's way of saying, I am not made to find satisfaction in things, in people, in acclaims, in resource, in wealth, but but the human soul was made to find a satisfaction in God. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul longs for you, O God. And perhaps God in his grace and his mercy is speaking to you through this feeling of restlessness in your heart to come and seek him and to grasp that promise of scripture that when we seek him, we shall indeed find him. And so this morning, let's spend some time as we begin our day, with seeking after Him, with seeking after our God. And so I invite you in this moment to quieten down your hearts, your minds, to rid all the distractions that may be around you in this time, to sit down if you're standing, and to just be in a place of rest, of stillness. I invite you to just open the palms of your hands as a gesture, as a act of receiving. And I want you to just pray softly under your breath. Come, Holy Spirit. Just pray that out loud. 
come Holy Spirit. And as you do so, begin to pay attention to your senses, to your body, even as you feel the presence of God, His Spirit rest upon you. It may feel like sensations of peace. You just feel this kind of tranquil in your heart. You may feel a heat on your body. You may feel like, like kind of a wind that has blown through whatever room you're in. You may even feel like goosebumps over your body. Just lean into that. The Bible tells us that our heart and flesh shall cry out to the living God. There is a bodily response that accompanies the coming of God's presence and spirit. And so just say, God, I invite your spirit, more of your spirit. And even this posture, I invite you right now to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and breathe in. And as you do so, have in your mind that the word of God tells us that God's spirit is like a breath. It's Ruach. And breathe in. And now breathe out. And as you breathe in, you breathe in the Spirit and all His good intentions toward you. And as you breathe out, you're in your way expelling fear, anxiety, worry, burdens that you may have picked up during the week. And you're saying, Spirit of God, I yield to you even in this moment. Come and fill my entire being even as the air is filling my lungs in the same way oh god spirit fill my entire body fill my whole life until there is no more fear worry anxiety that holds on to me i yield to you holy spirit just do that for a moment breathe in and breathe out and invite the spirit's work in your life in this moment Awesome. Thanks so much for doing that. Let me pray for you even as you begin your day. Father, we acknowledge this morning that you are the originator of this pursuit. That in and of ourselves, we have no ability to desire you, to seek you, to want you. But you have awakened in us a holy desire for you. You have designed us, our very souls, to find its satisfaction, its fulfillment in you. And God, our hearts are indeed restless until it finds its rest in you. So, O oh God, we ask that you help us, give us grace to seek you this week, this day. God, we ask that indeed in these moments we will experience you in a deep personal way, wherever we're at in life, in our physical spaces, God, that we will find you. We thank you for this great promise of scripture. We bless your name. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. We have another one coming up tomorrow by Pastor Janice. It's going to be really great. We'll see you in the next episode. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg. Or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.